So there's going to be a lot of horse eyeing. There's going to be a lot of horse eyeing. Welcome to BitFace. Tonight in the Bit Cave, we're talking about Marvel Civil War. Came out this weekend. Wanted to get a fresh cast out there for you. Across the table from me, he talked a lot about Zod's dick. One of my good friends, uh, Doug Lund, just came out of the uh, the movie with me. Also, for the first time tonight in the Bit Cave. Actually, we're not in the Bit Cave. We're in the Fortress of Attitude, as I guess it should be called. But anyway, our own Wanda Maximoff, uh, Nikki Lund. So let's get right into Civil War, guys. We left the movie theater and rode home in a silent car because we promised we wouldn't talk about it. Well, now we can. So where do you guys want to start? Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> Great choice. Holy freaking hell. I think somebody finally got him right. I think the not only the youth in him, the voice, the movements, um, his humor, like his, um, he, well, humor and youth combined. All in one. He was fascinated with everything going around him, but he was confident enough in himself and his new powers, and it was awesome. Spider-Man is, is one element I can say I unabashedly love 100%. I agree with Nikki. They finally, not that the other Spider-Man movies, well, a couple of them have been bad, but they finally got that character. Spider-Man should be the wide-eyed teenager in the equation and i don't think he ever has been they've tr i mean he was in high school i guess in one of the movies but he didn't have that same spark and that same wonder i thought the cgi on him was amazing i loved the costume i liked the costume a lot more than i thought i would and there was just enough spider-man he was kind of like the hulk was in the first avengers movie they gave you enough spider-man mm -hmm. you're going to be coming back for more I liked everything, though. I mean, we can we can keep talking about Spidey, but I, I thought everything in the movie worked very well. I think it was a brilliant introduction to him. Yeah, and no, they did not um, pander to you at all. Nope. If you had not seen the other seven movies that led up to this, tough shit. Yeah, in fact, they uh, made a point to reference, uh, we're not going to bother with the fucking origin story because Stark asked him about you know how he came by his powers and uh he's you know spidey starts with a well it's a long story he doesn't even make it that far before. uh it, i think it did leave some questions for people who uh didn't know what to expect or had not seen a spider-man movie before or um really just what how he got to where they're at now with being able to use him in in the marvel cinematic universe um but that's okay because uh it there was enough other stuff going on to to draw your attention away from that quickly, I guess I'd say. Well, and to extend that a little bit further, I like how they put all of them together and did short little introductions. And they pulled a little bit from Ant-Man and, you know, their history with um, his movie and whatnot. And they just barely touched enough on personalities, on the strengths and the weaknesses of each other's personalities and made them just, it was brilliant, it made them work made him collaborate even though they were fighting against each other the whole way they still were like hey yeah we're still friends oh it's good to meet you oh that's kind of cool what you do you know that that was awesome i like that i thought ant-man's introduction was maybe my favorite scene in the movie one of my favorite <laughs> scenes in the movie what paul rudd might have had seven lines of dialogue and every single one of them fucking killed because he delivered them <laughs> with that character's great uh, i agree i i love and Spider-Man kind of brought the same thing, too, just a little bit of the less seriousness of the mm -hmm. comic books. There was enough seriousness going on with, I mean, Jesus Christ, another movie where we're fighting about parents or where parents come into the equation. I didn't expect that to happen at all, mm -hmm. and I didn't expect the movie to end like it did. Very, very vague, not vague, but very just they, they kind of Empire Strikes Back. They kind of left it, hey, Cap yeah. and uh, Winter Soldier are still on the run. Who knows what the fuck is going on? Obviously, Tony's back to be an Avenger, which is cool. And I guess that sets up Infinity War. But I didn't uh, – the first stinger, what did that really tell us? Cap's still on the run. We kind of knew that. I expected a little bit – not that I wanted to see Thanos, but I expected Guardians of the Galaxy 
to have tied in at this point, and it hasn't, right? Um, sort of. I think that the reason why the vision pointed out, I don't really know what this does what for this me. What this does. I mean, it's not a big, huge you know, finger in, in anybody's face, but it was just enough. They made a big deal about it that I think that was maybe the only thing that they could do with it without introducing a million other characters. That That's a good point. That, that uh, I, didn't, I didn't even think about that. Um, <clears throat> I, I would use the same reference, the <laughs> Empire Strikes Back reference, uh, to, um, especially since it's talked about in the movie, to describe not only in the way it ended, but the tone. Um, very dark and very defeated at, at the end. Stingers were not really stingers at all. They were really things that could have been left at the tail end of the movie to, to try and tie it up. Uh, at least that storyline uh, as an ending. Um, but there was nothing that tied, I- in the stingers at least, tied to a next story that was coming. And I, I think that story being Doctor Strange, I don't really know what they could have done at that point because there was zero overlap with the, the story they were trying to tell in this movie and the one we're going to get in Doctor Strange. I think they did just enough almost you know like not to reference spider-man the whole way through but webs you know when you just touch on it it moves everything else i think they had to just limit that with so much of how to end it because how do you really end it how like how would you have ended it ended this movie Mm -hmm. that's a good question can can you come back to me in a a minute (laughs) or so well i mean is, is there Anything in particular that you wanted this one to finish? Not really, particularly. I don't know if there was a part of it I wanted it to to finish. I just I'm I'm really waiting how they're going to tie in everything to the galactic storyline because we've seen Thanos mm-hmm. and we've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, but we've ne- never seen Peter Quill interact with everyone else. I feel like everyone else is one club. And the Guardians of the Galaxy are another club. And um, I want to know how they're going to tie those together. I thought we would see something. Or something referenced. Or they're going to have to, I guess, in those Infinity War movies, and I guess possibly through Doctor Strange, maybe that's how they're going to tie them both together. Well, maybe Marvel's just going to do what they're already doing with the TV show and the movies is just pinpointing certain things, certain continuities throughout the whole thing, rather than necessarily being a part of each movie they'll just reference to each other so i would think that that was probably a creative decision made by the the russo brothers that we've already got so much going on in this movie uh and we're introducing new characters on top of that there really wasn't room to do um any kind of extension to uh uh, you know a different part of this the universe i i think in in this movie without making it feel a little more cluttered than it already was because there was a lot going on. It, it did feel a little long to me. Um, I think that may have been the, the longest Marvel movie to date at, at just over two and a half hours. Um, not overly long, but uh, it, it, I definitely noticed it uh, in, in watching. Um, but uh, to your answer question about how I might have wanted it to end, I think, um, I, I don't know. That ending may have been more satisfactory just in the, you know, we're going to get some some kind of storyline out of this that's that's going to be a, an extension of the, the drama that was introduced. I actually appreciate the fact that we didn't get a nice happy ending like, oh, we just beat the shit out of each other. And everyone had really valid reasons to be in the positions that they were in. And to not have that resolved by the end of the movie felt actually a little more organic than we're back to where we started where everyone's fucking holding hands. Do you think there was uh do you think it was intentional misdirection? Isn't the ending that Hollywood would have written those five dudes that also had Winter Soldier's powers, everyone teams up at the end to fight him, and that didn't happen. I like that too. I liked it a lot. Oh, do you think it was point. intentional misdirection? That's a good point. Do you think that you know, Joe Average in the theater, even I thought I was like, well, these five superpower dudes they've mentioned are probably going to have to come back to the plot somehow, and they did. But the way they did was uh, was completely different. I like that a lot. That's one of the aspects about the screenplay that I love. I can appreciate that, but from a completely different perspective, because I don't know, I have not read any of the books and means of who's 
everybody involved in the Civil War and how that continues forward. So the Guardians of the Galaxy, how do they fit into this, or do they at all? They don't at all. Okay. I, I don't remember them being a part of it. I don't think... Gar- the Guardians existed, mm-hmm. but they were even more obscure than Iron Man was when they made the Iron Man movie. I mean, the Gar- nobody knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy right. were. Even me nobody as a Marvel fanboy, like, nobody <laughs> read the comic. Yeah. Okay, so that's, I'm not alone. All right. And I don't think that they, um, at least in the Civil War books I read, I don't think they had a big part in it. But okay. they're definitely going to have a part in Infinity War. Okay, well, so then there's one string of continuity, and that's Vision. So there he is with the infinity stone that he has possession of and then there's guardians of the galaxy but it's just almost like a a beam right through the movie just to keep a certain continuity like oh yeah he's in this movie so we want to keep that string attached but we're going to go ahead and continue do you think he'll show up in the next guardians i think uh, if i had to speculate i'd guess that somewhere near the end of the movie uh they acknowledge that He's got this stone in his head that Thanos is going to need, and that they're they're going after him or the stone. Uh, so tied in in that regard, yes, I would I, I would guess. Hmm. I thought they did a nice job, though. Too, um, I thought the acting was all great by everybody, everyone involved. Mm-hmm. No one threw a line away. Everyone played their characters very well. It was very good to see other things referenced, like where the hell is Thor? Where the hell is Hulk? Like, mm-hmm. hey, we don't fucking know, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I liked it. I, I thought they did a really uh, thought they did a really good job with it. I thought the action scenes were very well shot. I liked the fact that we probably saw five percent of that airport sequence in the trailers, and they left all the real good stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of felt like DC blew their load showing Doomsday in the trailer. That would have been like showing Giant Man. And yeah. I'm glad that we hadn't seen that yet. Yeah. That was one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I love Paul Rudd. <laughs> I just put that out there. He, he's him. killing it. <laughs> he kills it as that part. Yeah. And I can't wait. We're, I mean, we're yeah. getting an Ant-Man sequel, I assume. So uh, oh, we'd better. Ant-Man and the Wasp. We better. Yeah. I'm kind of sad we didn't get to see Wasp. Well, they... Uh, Marvel shuffled their, I think it's the 2017 schedule around to fit that movie in. There was the Inhumans movie that was bumped to make room. Uh, I've heard that's else. been canceled out, right? Really? Uh-huh. Hmm. That they're not going that direction anymore. And possibly because maybe Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't doing as well as it was. Well, I know that we've stopped kind of watching it. We recorded them all, but we just have other things to watch i don't think that's because it stopped being good i think it's because there's too much other good shit that we're watching right now um i didn't know that Uh, it would make sense that if if shield since the inhumans were introduced on that show and that show may be suffering that they've decided not to go that direction but um i think i had just read at one point that they were uh really wanting to get the the ant-man and the wasp onto the slate sooner and that that was the movie they felt they had to, to bump to, to make that happen. Black Panther. Liked him. I'm not a, I don't know much about Black Panther. He, I read some comics with him in it. I thought the actor did a very good job. I like the direction they're going with their character. Uh, he's a real big badass in the Marvel Universe, and I thought that mm-hmm. was displayed very well. Um, no, I like that actor. I think I'd seen him in, uh, was he Jackie Robinson? I have no idea. Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman, yeah. I've seen him in something Maybe. else, and he was really good, and I thought he was really good in this. I thought he was good. I don't know anything about Black Panther at all, but I did like how they not only introduced him, but kind of gave a backstory within the introduction, and then he continued on as not a very flashy kind of person, but as a panther would act. Like, he was kind of behind the scenes and would sneak up in the most appropriate times and then just kind of dominate certain things and put up a good fight and i did not know that he had the same medal that um captain america has for his shield i had no idea i didn't know that that was actually set up in ultron the because they were farming the the vibranium in wakanda well yeah i picked up on that but i just i didn't know before the movie that he had any part like that's how they would kind of um, knockheads or fit in the stories together, fit hand in glove. I don't know how to say it, but um, 
that was interesting how his claws and his outfit was made from the same material. And his solo, we get his solo movie pretty soon too. If if not next year, the beginning of the year after. I think it is next year. Yeah, I think it's. Um, well, what's the other movie coming out next year? Guardians two is summer, and then yeah, I think Black Panther's the fall flick. Not the Thor, the third oh, Thor movie. Uh, Ragnarok. Maybe there are three. There, there may be coming at, out next year. At at some point, they they have to get three out in a year with the the different threats they have going now. I like that uh, airport scene though. I thought it was uh, I thought it was well done. I. I thought the fights were all cool. I thought it was cool to see everyone interacting. And then, yeah, they, they were pulling punches, but they were still right. beating the crap out of each other. I mean, it was a good fight. They were, but they weren't trying to kill each other. They were just trying to, like, stop the other person, just temporarily, just delay. I think that was the whole part of that scene was not necessarily to take the other person out or the opposing one out. It was just simply to delay whatever was coming next. Scarlet Witch. What did you think about her in this one? I loved her. And they touched just enough on the romance with the vision without hitting you over the head with it. And that was long running in the comics forever. So I like that that was uh, – like I like that actress, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I've liked her in a lot of stuff, actually. No, I, I thought they did a good job with her. I mean, I thought they could have done more with a lot of the characters, but they didn't have time. The movie was uh, – it was long, but it didn't feel long to me. But every scene had a purpose in that puzzle. I don't think it – I don't think they right. wasted a lot of time. I don't think Lois Lane threw a spear in a water that she had to go back and get 15 minutes later. <laughs> no, one thing that did kind of catch me off guard, and maybe maybe they were just trying to point out that she is still new to her powers a little bit, but it was when um, – at the airport scene, and I can't remember who threw that, like – I don't know, electromagnetic, whatever, at her to stop her. But she went down, and I thought, well, she's the most powerful of them all. How can somebody just come up right behind her and take her out even just momentarily for that when she could she could have dominated that whole airport in a flash, I mean, just in a heartbeat. And I that was the only thing that really stuck out to me with her. So I don't know if that's what their whole point was or – I don't know. I don't know how to put that. It's just that was – yeah, she's definitely the most powerful out of everybody there. Mm-hmm. But I, I think they, I mean, they alluded, to, not alluded, they showed you in the beginning, she obviously doesn't know how to use her powers very well. Right. right. She's one of the reasons, like, I mean, like one of the inciting incidents was her fucking blowing up that building. Right. Um, she started it. <laughs> she she, she kind of did, right? I mean, I guess the, the events in the other movie has paid off. I thought um, Anthony Mackie did a, an excellent job, too. As Falcon, I mean, Falcon's kind of a very throwaway character in the comic books, like an E-list or F-list character, and he, he did a great job. I think so, too. I really liked what they did with his wings and how they made him, like, protect himself with them, too. So not just flying around, but then all of a sudden he almost looked like an armadillo and he was protected by his wings and rolling. You know? the, the CG sequences for, with his suit were actually some of the best, and it, it just occurred to me that we just got a superhero movie that had three prominent black dudes, and that uh, is probably some kind of new precedent, I, I would imagine. And you could also argue two prominent female heroes. Right. Scarlet wasn't throwaway in the movie at all. She was in it, uh, mm-hmm. and, and Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Yeah, but they were still kind of background. They were still kind of muffled. And, and um, don't get me wrong, Civil War is between two main male characters absolutely i was not expecting anything a whole lot more and they were still background characters i mean scarlet witch like i said she could have fucked some shit up be more silent she totally did not i thought black widow was used very well she was used almost as much as she was in uh in winter soldier sure yeah she she's actually an important character that that ties a a lot of the different um not only characters but threads in the story together everything kind of seems to funnel through her, uh, every time there's kind of a change in uh, scenery or, or storyline, it's um, she's involved somehow. I, I did notice that, and, and, and that was also true in the last uh, Captain America movie, I think too. I think she's kind of gotten softer. In this one, they they kind of portrayed her. In my opinion, she was a bit softer. She didn't have that hardcore. <laughs> 
Russian Natasha edge. Do you know what I mean? Like that would just was not as firmly there this time around. I mean, she kicked ass when she needed to, but she was also kind of gooey in the they middle. They talk about that too, though, that they said three years ago, she basically told the government to fuck off. And then I think her arc in this story was at the end of the day, her loyalty is always going to be to Steve. Mm-hmm. No matter what. And I think I think that's the arc that they showed you. They showed you, look, you know, when the chips were down, mm-hmm. she's the only one, I think, that took out Black Panther with her crazy electro wrist rockets or whatever she yeah, has. Yeah, whatever but, it was, yeah. Uh, no, I, I I don't know. I, there wasn't a lot about the movie I didn't like. In fact, I'm, I'm having a hard time thinking of anything that really just – that was a spear in the water for me. There wasn't anything like that in this. I didn't think some of the scenes – had as good a rhythm or pop as they could have had overall though i loved it i thought it was great i can't wait to see it again i think that's the only issue i had too was the the pacing um i think it took a little while to get going in the beginning because we very similar to batman superman that's the first act i was i was sitting Mm -hmm. there in the theater night thinking like do they just not know how to write a, a first act of a movie anymore because the second act and third act were great but yeah it just took time I, yeah. I think, again, just like in Batman versus Superman, if, if you're going to talk about a conflict between parties that are traditionally on the same side and now you have them actually trying to hurt one another, you, you have to set the storyline up, and, and that does take time. And um, <clears throat> Sometimes it, it is at the expense of a, a something really interesting or bombastic happening in, in the first act because that's where all of the... Uh, the, the story is being told um, to, to set up the, the later acts. I did like the opening action scene, though, where you got to see the new Avengers together for the first time. I thought mm-hmm. that was really well done. Mm-hmm. Did they actually refer to them as the new Avengers? No, but are, mm-hmm. I mean, aren't they? They are. Is, isn't that the same team we see at the end of Ultron? It, yeah. It's pretty close, Having right? just formed in the, in the new Avengers headquarters. So, but I, I really liked that. Uh, I liked that opening action scene. It was after that there was a lot of there was like a twenty minute chunk of uh, just pure plot. Yeah, and I don't know. As you guys are discussing this, I was trying to cycle through how could they have broken it up to make it a little bit smoother. And I'm not sure that there was a better way to do it necessarily with how it, the movie ended, just because then it would have been really kind of choppy and a little bit too. It would have taken away from the action scenes and the real important parts of it. So they kind of had to, I don't know, just that first, that even that first scene with um, Iron Man up on the stage, I thought, oh God, is it really just going to point out that Pepper's not there? And then it made sense when Spidey came in. I was like, oh, well, that's that. They had to do it. They had to make that because they had to do a tie of how he communicates with Spider-Man for the first time and gets past, you know, Aunt May and all that kind of stuff. But. I thought that was almost a throwaway scene until later on. They had to show you, too, uh, his relationship with his parents. And I thought the, uh, God, the special effects on the young Robert Downey Jr. were fucking phenomenal. Freaked oh, me the hell out. my God. It freaked me freaked out, me too. the hell it out. It freaked me out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know who it was at first. And when he stood up, and I was like, holy shit. That's, yeah. you know, weird science is Robert <laughs> Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did they do that? Yeah. They kind of did something similar in Ant-Man. With Michael Douglas. Right. Oh, absolutely. But this was to a whole different degree, I think. Right. Yeah. It it uh there was nothing about that that didn't didn't look realistic. That that looked like a, a young, what, seventeen, eighteen year old Robert Downey Jr. I yes. Oh, it was totally word science when he's dumping the shit over the balcony in the mall. I mean I I absolutely thought of that. I thought, well maybe do I recognize maybe they had a scene in there that they like flipped around and just stuck onto the face while they were trying to film them? And then how did they do it? Captain America, when he was all tiny and small and whatever, they just plopped his head on or his face and his head onto that tiny little. That's body. true. But the, there is precedent. Yeah, it still it, it's still, it, yeah, it's unnerving <laughs> seeing it on the screen in front of you for the first time when you're not prepared. Yeah, I would be interested to hear how. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. feels about that, how he reacted to that, seeing yourself that young again on screen, live and moving, and your real self is in the background looking in that direction. That was weird. That was probably one of the things that caught me off guard was him in the background talking about himself and what he's going through right now. That threw me away. I also appreciated that uh, this kid that they cast as Peter Parker also has the same screen presence as, as Downey. 
uh, like when it comes to how he's delivering his lines and 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 how it plays for for the character. Um, the first time we saw Robert Downey Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, one of the most impressive things to me, at least, was uh, the the way that he portrayed that character and the delivery, et, et cetera. Uh, I think we're seeing that again with um, Tom Holland. Is that his name? Tom Holland, yes. Yeah, just has it what seems to be an effective type of communication or, or acting for a, a comic book superhero. I think he was brilliant. I absolutely thought he was brilliant. And everything, they, their interaction especially almost did seem like, I don't want to say father and son, but almost as if he's a clone of Iron Man and to a certain extent with his personality because he just focused on the most important things and the way they caught you know like here's his web stuff and this is oh this is great but i can do better and oh but this is what i'm working with like you've got all the money in the world i'm i'm still in fucking high school <laughs> this is new to me this is what i came up with on my own without any money and come on give me some credit here and then he was he was totally pointing it out like oh hey this is pretty cool but my ego is bigger than this so i'm gonna whatever but spider-man was oh it's probably my favorite part of that movie that scene in the bedroom was probably my probably my favorite scene too especially when spidey uh when spidey shot the web and tied robert downey jr to the door it was uh it was just so well done and then the i mean the payoff at the end when uh, when robert downey jr looks him right in the eye and says spider-man i was like ah, that's an exchange i've been waiting to see that i never thought i'd get to see on the big screen between those two characters so i'm excited and it's a captain america movie Last words we saw, Spider-Man will return. Mm-hmm. So Marvel knows that they uh, that they need to do a, a good job with that character, and I hope that his solo film pays off to the promise that we we got to see through this. That was the logo that they have uh, shown for the Homecoming. Uh, it was that logo, the one that was projected on the ceiling, is the one that they're using for that that single title card they've shown. I was kind of wondering about that. Um, you know, what that was. Yeah, the old school round Spider-Man, Spider-Man logo. logo. I just wondered what that signified. Did Tony give him that, I assume? Mm-hmm. With his suit. Right. Okay. Yeah, with his new web Upgrade. shooters. His, yeah, 100% head-to-toe overhaul. Mm-hmm. And not his onesie. <laughs> I'm glad I, I, I called that one correctly, too, that that was a, a Stark suit that, that we saw in the uh, original shot of, of Spider-Man. Nice. Pat myself on the back a little bit. I like the suit with the goggles, though. The the pajama suit. I was like, that is fucking perfect. That's almost the the brown paper bag that he wore the Mm -hmm. one time. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And there was just enough Spidey. Like Mm -hmm. he was he was introduced. No need for an origin. Mm -hmm. You got to see him stand toe to toe with everybody. Yep. And I mean, besides Scarlet Witch, probably the second most powerful hero there. I mean, pretty much took Cap down. Yeah. Well, absolutely kept him busy long enough. I mean, he did exactly what was asked of him for for that sequence. Um, I, I really like the airport fight sequence too. I was much more satisfied with the the final fight uh, between Captain America, Iron Man, and and the Winter Soldier. Mm, yeah. That uh, that that was the the conflict I was hoping to see play out was uh, some real ass kicking. It was, and I was kind of surprised with how much, well, I guess I shouldn't be, but the irrational, emotional part of Iron Man, when finding that out, when he didn't keep in his brain that, you know what, he's just handing the win over to the the villain. He's totally handing the win over, and he totally played into it, and he became the puppet, and the villain was the mass um, puppeteer. And, and he himself telegraphed actually he articulated that that was a trauma that he had never dealt with properly that it was still part of his current self was never fully having processed and and dealt with with that emotion so when it does manifest at the end with i don't care if he knew what he was doing or not that motherfucker killed my mother i'm gonna take him down it it felt like that they had set that up properly earlier with the storyline yeah the human side that he is still human even though he's a billionaire, yeah, playboy, but broken. <laughs> yeah. And do you think uh, that Pepper's gone because they just didn't want to pay uh, Gwyneth or, 
Or is she going to come back? Mm, I see. I don't know that. I'm not saying that she did a bad job of Pepper because I don't really know a whole lot about Pepper in the comic books. What I will say is that seeing this movie now, I don't think that she would have fit in very well. No, I don't think she would have either. I just wonder, did they break them up because Tony needed another kind of, you know. Drive. Yeah, drive to, to do what you know do what he did or. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I. I just. I just think they don't. They don't want to pay one of the Paltrow. Well, I see him on a vulnerable <laughs> end already. Like he's walking walking into this, and he's just. This is what. This is him. This is Iron Man. This is who we're gonna get all the time. There's no changing that, and he's kind of already vulnerable walking into this because of the Pepper thing. We don't know that officially. That it's cut officially, I guess, um, until later on. But then maybe that just makes more room for. Okay, well, I'm already vulnerable, and now you're just stabbing me in the heart of something that I have not yet faced. Maybe that was the drive for him emotionally to just. It was one of the things that him and uh, Cap actually agreed on in the movie, too. That was when you actually saw some sympathy mm-hmm. from Cap, because I'm pretty sure um, Agent Carter died either right before or right after that scene where he was like, where's Pepper at? And Tony's like, oh, shit, you know? Yeah. And you know, Cap was visibly sorry mm-hmm. that that happened. And yeah, rest in peace, Agent Carter, too. I know um, your sons were bitching. No one died in the movie. Yeah, I know fucking Agent Carter died. Yeah. <laughs> right. Granted, it was of old age. But she still died. I didn't want to see anybody die. I didn't have that desire. Speaking of dying, what do you think of the um, paralysis versus death with a war machine? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think much like death in the MCU or comic books in general, that paralysis will probably uh, be a, a short-lived ultimately resolved even if they explain it away with oh tony came up with some kind of nanobots that he injected into uh roadie and and now even though he's technically paralyzed he can still walk around by virtue of the 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 aid of of these robots so i I think it'll get explained away pretty quickly um i think that tends to be a a cheap tool just like killing someone and then almost immediately bringing them back but uh when that's part of your source material, uh, it, you, I guess you have to like, both acknowledge and include it in the in the in the movie versions of the same comic book stories. So, do you think that he'll have an appearance in any further ones or a large appearance? I absolutely think Rhodey's back. I mean, the fact that they announced what sixty-seven different characters for Infinity War, you figured they're not going to waste him, right? We already know who he is. Again, I don't know anything about what continues from here in the comic books. I have no idea. Well, it was um, it was similar to the comics in the fact that Iron Man and Captain America were on different sides of a battle. Other than that, the story was not very close at all. It was pretty – I'd say it was an original story. I mean, hmm. obviously them fighting wasn't, but that screenplay hadn't been done in the comics before. Right. Hmm. Now, Spider-Man's used completely differently in the comic book. Yeah. Um, and he's at a completely different stage uh, as of being a hero in the comic books at that point. I think we really got to see a brand brand new Spidey. I don't think Spidey's been Spidey for, what, six months in this movie, maybe? Mm-hmm. I think he says six months is, is how long he's he's had his powers. Right. He totally did. So, And I, and I like that. I like that a lot. I, I can't wait to see the Spider-Man Homecoming movie whenever it's coming out. Kind of excited about it, too. It's pretty awesome. That may actually be the other reason why Inhumans got bumped. The the Ant-Man and the Spider-Man movies, now that I think about it. And it's, I mean, good for Marvel. Right. Yeah, priorities. <laughs> well, yeah, you. I mean, you talk to anybody on the street and you ask him who the Inhumans are. I mean, I'd have problems answering that question on a bad day. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And from what I can tell, Sony's going to have some control over the movie, but it's going to be a Marvel Studios movie. Sony's going to have some, I guess, financial stake, but I think Kevin Feige's pretty much told Sony, like, no, nah, you had two shots with that Andrew Garfield kid in those movies fucking blue. Let let us do this. Yeah, yeah. just sit, sit there and we'll send you a check. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, sit and we'll send you the money. Um, and they've already just absolutely nailed it. Now, whether that was Marvel in general or whether that was what the Russo brothers are bringing to the table, because mm-hmm. I was very impressed by the direction in the film. I thought everything looked really good. 
Even the C- even the obvious CGI shit wasn't. They didn't hit you over the head with it. No, no, they didn't. Well, and I feel like superhero movies tend to do much better with a not so known actor. Not. I mean, I'm, I mean, I realize that Robert Downey Jr. and all the people that have come into this particular part are a little bit more, but introducing Spider-Man with a no name really like i didn't know i don't know who the heck he is i've I have never no seen idea. that kid in anything i haven't yeah. either and i don't think he he looks like a peter parker but like i said i don't think he was cast because of what he looks like i think he was cast because of what he sounds like and and how he's delivering those lines as as peter parker mm-hmm. i agree oh he totally fit totally fit yeah he was uh I thought he would be my favorite thing about the movie, and I, of course he was. So yeah, I wonder what they're going to do with him if they're going to completely rewrite all of these, you know, the Venom and all that kind of stuff, or where they're going to take his storyline. I'm curious if they're just going to redirect. I hope we don't get to see Venom for a very, very, very long time. Or Doc Ock? Do you want that redone? I really like that movie. That's the one of those, uh, actually, of the five existing Spider-Man movies, that's hands down my favorite. Agreed. Yeah, I agree with you, Hands down my favorite one. And, uh, God, the most recent one, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, is hands down my least favorite. The one with Jamie Foxx's Electro. (laughs) Oh, that movie sucks so bad. I wasn't a... It didn't capture me the way that I was hoping it would. I liked um, Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. I thought she was fucking spot on out of mm-hmm. the park everything else in that movie from c thomas howell being the crane operator to fucking dennis leary being gwen stacy's dad to i didn't like mm-hmm. andrew garfield and his fucking twilight hair as peter parker like Mm-mm. i i hated both of those movies i that wasn't my peter parker or the peter parker i grew up reading the russo brothers got it right in one fucking scene yeah they got it they, they almost got it more right than Raimi did in three movies there's a lot of good shit in the Sam Raimi movies, but after you see this version of Spider-Man, I don't think you can go back to that. No. I've never liked Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man, ever. Ever. I don't mind. He wasn't horrible. He just seemed like, especially now that you've seen Tom Holland, how old does Tobey Maguire seem as Peter Parker? Like he's fucking 48 or something. Yeah, but that that was never what really bothered me. I never visualize peter parker as some bug-eyed fucking lispy kind of wuss <laughs> and to begin with I peter mean, don't parker is a is a wuss though like and i think well i guess what i'm saying but he also has he also has enough confidence in himself that he at least finds i never felt that toby Maguire portrayed that correctly as an actor in spider-man but i just i just never it never fit for me it's i compare that to <laughs> Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal as Rachel, or no, yes, as Rachel in Rachel, yeah, in Batman. She's a fantastic actress, and I don't mean to get all uh, stereotypical and fit with the trending thing of you know beauty, whatever, with actresses. But she is not a very visually. Oh, she's a homely girl. You could say it. <laughs> it, it, she's not what I would imagine. Bruce Wayne falling in love with. Let me put it that way. And I completely, I always said the same thing. And I don't like Katie Holmes as an actress. No. But she is attractive enough for me to believe that she's Bruce Wayne's right. significant other. Tobey Maguire? No. Never. I never. I can never picture him as any type of superhero at all. Well, up to this point, I mean, he he's, has played the character more than anyone else has. We'll have to see how this Tom Holland kid does. That's true. That's true. Um, well, so far, so freaking good. It's got me excited. Very excited. There's something gnawing at my stomach, and I don't know what it is, but I felt like there was something missing from this movie, and I can't put my finger on it, but I walked out of the theater unsatisfied, and I don't know why, because I really enjoyed the movie, but some part of my brain is telling me, like, there was something wrong, and I don't know what it was. If I could add to that, if I could suggest something to that, introduce something to that, I don't know. Winter Soldier, his story, and how they played his thing off. Yeah, you know, he's been, man, he's been brain damaged from the beginning. I mean, they totally took over his mind and just broke it and did what they needed to do, but I almost felt like it was kind of 
yes, we all know that, but that was it. There was no elaboration. There was no arc necessarily to his storyline. There was no, he was kind of the mush in between all the stories. He didn't have any sharp edges to his story at all that really popped out and made me get the feels necessarily for him. It was just like, yeah, yeah that's Winter Soldier. Like, he's a badass, yeah, and yeah, he's kind of got a sad story, but it didn't pull at any of those strings any further, this movie, at all. I don't really think you're supposed to be sympathetic to him, though. But no, he definitely was there to move the plot along. Mm-hmm. But he was in the other movie, too, in the second film, and I thought that was done very well. I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't think it was, like, I still don't know if it's my favorite Marvel movie. I still think the first Avengers is very hard to beat. And, and I still think Winter Soldier may still be at the top of my list. And, and maybe that's what I'm feeling because that movie was so perfect in the the story, the action, the, the pacing in particular. Um, maybe that's what it was, is that uh, for as long as it was with the, the resulting product, I, I don't think it, it delivered minute for minute the the satisfying experience that that Winter Soldier did, but I think maybe I was expecting that they would take that and take it to the next level, and I don't know that they necessarily got to the next level with this movie. Still a great movie, like, a- and mm-hmm. setting up some some more great movies to come. But um, as far as I'm concerned, Winter Soldier is is the bar that that they have set for themselves, and I don't feel like that this movie moved past that bar. Yeah, I agree. I agreed with that. I think another, I don't even know his name, that jerk face from the last Captain America movie who is now, he was the badass in the, the beginning of this. He had gone oh, all crossbones. bad. Oh, Grillo, yeah. Is that what his name is? Yeah, Crossbones. I almost, like I know that he, in, like he brought the problems to just like Scarlet which started him. He kind of brought the issue out and kind of, what have you handed them all this stuff that I really could have done without him. I don't know. Again, I'm not, I'm marking from no comic book experience on this one, but I just, I didn't like it at he, all. He was a little throwaway. I mean, they, uh, they could have put anyone in that role, that mechanism of generating the conflict that kind of set the, the public opinion a- against the Avengers. And, it did seem just a little gratuitous to bring him back just long enough to blow him the fuck up again. Well, and I think it was just a repeat of the same storyline over and over, kind of beating a dead horse. It was just, okay, so yeah, he was supposed to be dead, and then somebody somehow brought him back to life and created another badass zombie, you know, pretty much. That's just, it's, it's overdone. And I think with him especially, he doesn't have a big pull in any, on either side of it. He's not, he doesn't have this dramatic beginning to his story or this dramatic end to his story he was just a a fucking bodyguard for god's sake he almost would have been more effective as the main villain of the movie uh use him the whole way to generate you know some kind of reason that that he wants vengeance against the avengers he's got plenty uh, introducing a, a another character to play a villain who was actually dispatched of pretty easily i mean he was gonna kill himself before Black Panther started him. Why not use someone else that we already know hates the Avengers and and use him as the the big bad in this movie um, rather than bringing back someone from Winter Soldier, killing him off pretty quickly, then introducing another villain that uh, really, I I was never invested in this guy, didn't really give a shit about his motivations. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like the actor. Yeah, I did did like him. It's very hard to do... um, to do Baron Zemo in a, in a film. And I, I don't know what direction they're going with him. I mean, I guess he was in jail at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he was in prison at the end. So obviously he can get out, but, uh, he, he was, he was in the same hold that, um, Winter Soldier was in. Okay. Yeah. So are we going to talk about the Martin Freeman character now? Sure. You may have to shed some light on who that is because I I don't remember, I, I don't even remember his name, and I don't know if he's someone that that's a big deal in the the books. We're gonna have to look him up. Okay. Because he is somebody big. Uh, but no, I don't. I wasn't very familiar with him either. Nice, uh, 
nice American accent, though, by Martin Freeman there. I was happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. Was that sarcasm? No, it was. No, no, it, it wasn't sarcasm. I thought he did a good job. But I'm I'm used to seeing him on Sherlock mm-hmm. and right. then, like, The World's End totally. and, like, you know, the fucking Hobbit and shit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was neat seeing him. I'm going on an adventure. My thought as I'm watching him on the screen, which wasn't a lot of screen time, was, God, you know, at some point, every major character, both uh, British and the, you know, Hollywood A-listers are going to play some kind of character in the MCU. There's just so many, so many characters that they could choose from and only so many actors that, that they can cast. And they're burning through them pretty quickly if they're using a talent like Martin Freeman on a really small bit player like that role. I He'll be back. I almost compare him to the um, Patton Oswald in Marvel, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Like, that's what he is. Like, I know he's kind of a badass in what he does in his part, but that's kind of how I, that's what I would compare him to, I guess. Like, he's just, aside. I don't know. I don't know. I still think they're going to do some kind of life model decoy storyline with him, but hmm. we haven't been watching in a while, so. No, I uh, I dropped out halfway through this season, and I, and I don't think I'm going back. No? No. You've, I've got Daredevil. I've got Jessica Jones now. I think they're both better shows than Agents of Shield is. I think because they've got they're not on network television. I think because they can do all the things that they want to say on that show, but they can't, so they have to kind of childlike make things, you know, mold it for the family versus what they really are supposed to be. You know, the most tragic part about Agents of Shield to me is that they are not they have now wasted Clark Gregg and obviously have no intention of, of, of bringing him back to the movies. So he's dying with the show, unfortunately. Um, Agent Coulson was one of my favorite parts of the first uh, phase one uh, of the MCU. And mm-hmm. now, now it seems like he's, he's going to go down with the ship, the S.H.I.E.L.D. ship. Mm-hmm. And they haven't, um, they haven't said that they're not going to bring him back to the movies, have they? No, but they never talk about him. Uh, and how could they do it at this point uh, and not make it feel forced? Uh, it could be in the new Thor movie. That would seem like the most logical place to to bring him back. But uh, the I think the last Thor movie will be the final of the four original Avengers, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, and Hulk. Uh, I think he may get his last movie and then they're going to go forward with completely different characters from there i can see that too now downey did say he would have no problem doing a fourth iron man movie i think that was last week or the week before but now yeah so i think everyone's contract is up too right after infinity war isn't everybody done i think chris evans is still under contract for like another several actually but uh he's the only one that doesn't seem kind of tired of the whole affair at this point and the public at some point is going to want to start to see some something different than these same four people i mean we've now seen them in what eight different movies at, at this point and mm-hmm. now we've got some fresh blood and that's good um i think we have already all agreed that black panther ant-man and spider-man were really the highlights of these movies and those are obviously characters we're going to get more story from but uh Maybe it is time for for some of those uh, original characters to slowly start being phased out. Are we getting more Hulk? I sure as hell hope so, but... Do you think that it'll still be Ruffalo? Uh, I don't have a problem with that either, but... I think that if I they... I think it will be. I think they'd have to do it, because if they changed it up again, they'd lose interest right off the bat. We are going to get to see Hulk in Ragnarok. Right. That much has been confirmed. Okay. So um, I guess kind of as Civil War's been going on, Thor and Hulk are are off doing something supposedly so and we're going to see that i guess next christmas right hmm. and they kind of that that happened at the end of ultron hulk takes off in the quinjet mm-hmm. and thor just bolts and says i gotta figure some shit out so i assume thor goes back to asgard and all fucking hell breaks loose but yeah he's mm-hmm. gonna need some hulk help and the thor movies i think are the weakest of the marvel movies so i'm really hoping that uh but i don't really like thor as a character either he just doesn't 
I don't know. Never, never fit for me. He is kind of. <laughs> he isn't um, an all out there. He's more of like Greek legend than he is like a comic book legend to me. And I mean, and I'm coming from just a really small perspective of the comic book world, but I don't see him as as big as the other ones. Yeah, no, I I never read a lot of Thor. I think uh, the actor's done a good job with him, and I mean, I've gone to see all the movies, and I will see this one too, but mm-hmm. I think in the comics, uh, in Ragnarok, Thor dies. Right. So I wonder if they're going that direction. Well, I mean, in, in the, at the end of Civil War in the comics, Captain America dies. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I pretty much assume they weren't going to do that. Wasn't there something about the new Thor being a black female? She's not black, but she is a she. The, the person that yeah she's not black who is the new black comic book character that they're introducing i know i've heard a rumor about somebody captain marvel is pakistani i thought they were bringing in a, a person of color that's racist <laughs> <laughs> really i really thought they were i could have sworn that there was a i i don't know i know they had to do thor because thor the best thing that thor did was show you in this really grounded uh, comic book universe that they were doing that you could have magic and have it be still grounded. Um, I thought the first Thor movie did that very effectively. And he's the one that's really uh, the one that, that showed that space can be part of this, this universe as well. Other planets, they introduced the Infinity Gauntlets really before uh, we even saw the Guardians of the Galaxy. So um, Thor is their cosmic tie. When you right. don't have the Fantastic Four or the X Men, he's the only way you get to space to to meet the Guardians of the Galaxy. So mm-hmm. let let's talk about that for a little bit. So now that Fox has seen that Sony and and Disney can co op a property and both profit from it, do we think at some point it's going to be possible that? other characters that Fox still has the rights to might slowly make their way back into the MCU? I think that you have a great chance or a great tur chance now of seeing Fantastic Four. The X-Men are still making money. That's true. They're still making... I mean, and I think that's why... And I I don't think Spider-Man was was making bad money. I just don't think the movies, the last two Amazing Spider-Man movies, did what they thought they would. After the last Fantastic Four movie, I think we have a very good chance of seeing the Fantastic Four, not that Fantastic Four, but a new Fantastic Four, at least tie in in the way that this did. I don't know how you do Infinity War without Reed Richards. I mean, sure, they're going to, but uh, I think that character is very important. And I think, I don't know, I think having Reed in the Marvel Universe is just as important as, as having Wolverine. They both serve a purpose, but the X-Men movies make money. And this one, even though it doesn't look as good as the last one, it's going to make money. Well, yeah, and Hugh Jackman, though, is kind of tapped out, hasn't he? And isn't Norman he's Reedus done. supposed to be the Well, new? he's uh, – Norman Reedus is going to be Wolverine? God, that's terrible. No, he, I he, hope not. I remember reading that was a done deal at one point. I and don't I think it is anything. anymore. Yeah, like haven't heard anything Nothing about it Nothing against since. Norman Reedus. I don't want Norman Reedus as Wolverine. I, no, I didn't see that either at all. Like I love Daryl in The Walking Dead, but I could not appreciate him as Wolverine. But I, I know that Jackman's done with the Wolverine movie, so who After would part three, he's doing the old man Logan story in Wolverine 3, and then he's done. And obviously, based on the trailer, he's in this one. Right. Yeah, the very last uh, Apocalypse trailer showed uh, just his claws and his hand, like, right at the very end. But they're in a pretty deep hole there because who do you cast after Jackman in 7, 8, 9, 10 movies at this point? Yeah, I think it is. Well, the first three X-Men movies, obviously this three X-Men movies, and there's three Wolverine movies, so that's nine. Was he in something else as Wolverine? Maybe I just didn't count correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I that, think that's, that's still plenty. That is still plenty. He owns that role, yeah. and he was Is's an Wolverine. unknown. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, I guess he had done something, 
before Wolverine, but he was an unknown. Yeah, that's that's one of the best casting decisions Hollywood I think has ever made, mm-hmm. casting him as as Wolverine. But I can also see why he's kind of he can go out on top. Oh yeah. Um, I would love to see the X Men interact with Spider Man, interact with the Avengers. I, that's my dream. DC has that, and they waste it. They squander it. That mm. may have to be a conversation for another time, and I think it's going to have. We're gonna have to get Carl on here because I had the conversation with him, uh, so I don't want to pass his idea off as as my own. But he had a really interesting theory, and when I got to thinking about it. They may have a, a long play that they're putting together right now that makes a lot of sense. And uh, if that is the direction that they are going, the things that we talked about with the seemingly disparate storylines and things that you couldn't tie in from The Flash or Arrow or, or, or even Gotham, um, there may be a way that they can tie all of that together and, and provide some continuity there. They can leave Gotham out of it. <laughs> Gotham is so far off the rails now. Have you watched any Legends of Tomorrow? No. I I hear it's phenomenal. Uh, not not to get too far off track here, but uh, no, I, I, I want to see it. I still watch the Flash. The Flash is good. I don't watch Arrow. I I've heard that Legends may even be better than the Flash. Really? Yeah. That that good. I'll have to check it out though. I hope DC hmm. has a long play. I, I really hope they do. I hope one of those those long plays is getting Zack Snyder out of that fucking director's chair as quickly as possible. Mm. As quickly as possible. Had, had his chance. Yeah. Had his chance. Give, give the movie to fucking Affleck. Affleck's proven that he can direct a, a half-decent movie, and we've talked about this on the Superman episode, but Snyder's never showed me he can direct a great movie, ever. You know I'm in agreement there. Yeah, I don't have an opinion one way or another. And the with Russo him. brothers have shown me after tonight they've directed at least two good movies. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. I I'm still working on the Affleck Batman thing. I'm still working. I I loved the movie, and he was the best part. He was the Spider Man of that movie. Oh, absolutely. He was the best part of that. Like, absolutely. Was Affleck as Batman, in my opinion? As Batman. For me, as Bruce Wayne, he did absolutely physically look a lot like him, but I just I didn't I didn't feel it I didn't feel it, and it could just be me because I have a lot of um, hangups when it comes to Ben Affleck, especially as a superhero. Um, I see him. Did Daredevil ruin it for you? Absolutely. I bet it absolutely. did. <laughs> it just didn't fit. It didn't fit to me. Just like Jennifer Garner didn't really. She didn't. She just looked like a, a beastly woman flying around, and that was it. That was really that was really it. She didn't hold like superpower things to me. She was just a, a badass, and that was nothing more. Not like Wonder Woman had. She Wonder Woman definitely had the same kind of pop in that movie as Spider Man did in this one. Yeah, maybe Wonder Woman was was Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they so. they both had kind of a kind of a big impact for me. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, I can't wait to see what they do with that. Any uh, any final thoughts, either one of you, on on Civil War? I know we've we've crossed a lot of uh, a lot of bases tonight. Mm-mm. Were there any Easter eggs, as the the resident Marvel expert, that the casual viewer might have missed? You know, I was looking, and I really nothing really stuck out to me. The only scene that I would have questioned that I want to see again for sure is the one where um, they're back they're back in what is it? Russia or whatever and there's that um, the villain comes in and takes over his house or whatever and they show him sitting at this table almost waiting almost waiting for something to happen to him and they show different bottles of different things on either side of the screen and then him in the middle and there's a whole bunch of pile of papers and stuff but it was just the bottles that I kept looking towards and I don't I could very well just it's nothing at all but it was just kind of odd that they would focus or they would pull back from the scene so much that they would show those two op- opposing bottles on either side of them. I think one was whiskey and the other one might have been a, a brandy or something else, but 
I was trying to read those labels and I couldn't. I don't know if those. I have did not notice that at all. I didn't I, either. I, I totally did. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to visualize it, <laughs> and I can't. Uh, so, Tony Stark's current AI. Her name is Friday. Yes. And at one point, he says, "I always picture you as a redhead," and she says, "You must be thinking of someone else." Did that mean anything? You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I get the Friday reference, obviously, but I don't know why uh, that w- really wasn't explained. And I don't know if that was an Easter egg or if, if it was just clever and banter. And I, I don't know if it was the AI in Ultron, but the AI in Ultron was Veronica. 100%, at least in the Hulkbuster it was. Veronica was the name of the tech for the, the suit, the satellite, it was the name of the project that he had put together to deal with Hulk. So when he invoked okay. Veronica, uh, at least that was the way I interpreted it. But I think Friday was the, the AI in, in Ultron as well that, that he created. Uh, does he refer to her as Friday in I, Ultron? I, I don't think he does. I think I think so. Mm-mm. He calls her Veronica. I don't think there's ever been a mention of Friday. I don't. It doesn't stick out in my mind. I could be I, absolutely. I could be wrong, and I just don't. I when you said Friday, I but Joe, no you're right. Veronica is the project because it's a play on Betty and Veronica, and Hulk loves Betty. I, I'm about I'm about ninety nine percent certain that Friday was mentioned on more than one occasion in Ultron. I don't think it was, and I just watched it. Yeah, I'll, we'll have to look it up. We will. <laughs> um, but no. Any any other final thoughts? good excellent so we all got to play real quick we all got to play overwatch today what did you guys think it's a pretty anticipated game one off the bat i hate i hate shooter games i hate shooter games and yet that one i found myself okay with it and i'm not sure exactly why uh blizzard that's why i think so i think it took out (laughs) The halo element of it just being like the same kind of whatever you're fighting you actually have something to do you have an objective each and every time whether it's to defend to fight to you know um escort whatever i liked that idea rather than just going around trying to kill each other so that part of it i liked i did like the graphics as well i think i can honestly say i've never played a more well-polished beta yeah the beta was i mean it, it might as well be the full game right i guess unless there's other game modes I'm impressed with the uh, the level variety in the characters, the amount of characters that are actually included in the package. Uh, the fighting did seem very balanced. Uh, the game seems like it has a little bit of a learning curve to it, which I like. I'm excited to play it. I guess, what do we get it in three weeks? Right. May 24th, I think, is uh, when when we get the full version. And um, I, I, it wouldn't be surprising at all for me to for blizzard to introduce uh, additional elements uh possibly even characters at launch but uh, much like they do with their other ips i, I think we can tend to expect them to continue to develop this game until it's uh, as flawless as their other games so what was it about tracer they had to change out her like one they of had her to scenes? change out her victory animation because i guess it was just a pretty prominent shot of her ass and so. <laughs> uh you could actually see part of her asshole just barely sinking out from behind her g-string you're joking like actual i am joking okay (laughs) i'm thinking here i am trying to visualize it how bad is that um analstasia there's analstasia who's that oh what there's no place for raw anus in gaming (laughs) nikki (laughs) well they show so many i disagree tits and ass and all of them that it's just that's what surprised me about it not that it's right but good god right usually if you have a female character in a game Breasts hanging out, ass cheeks hanging out. It I mean, shows it's, one or the other, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not like that's a new phenomenon. But no, they had to change her uh, her victory animation. Well, especially for Blizzard. I mean, they've got tits and ass all over that. All over WoW. They have tits and ass every which way you look. You can even have them walking around in a freaking G-string and just a bra forever. Bl- Blizzard is is pretty careful to maintain their their stylized universe and if if there's something that that deviates too far from a solid teen rating they're usually uh, pretty quick to correct it okay because i did kind of feel like tracer took on a more japanese style almost final fantasy kind of twist to her 
she had the same kind of hairstyle and she wasn't all busty but she was just a teenage little asian badass she's like the jubilee of overwatch <laughs> i don't know what a jubilee is <laughs> you might get to see her in a couple weeks uh in fact i know you will she's in the trailer so she yeah. will be in the x-men movie correct if you ever see an Asian girl in an X Men movie with a yellow jacket on, you're probably looking at Jubilee. <laughs> the only one that I or the only one that I've seen is that one in Mall Wolverine. The one who comes out and she's like in the striped socks and bangs and pigtails and oh, and she fucking kills everybody in a heartbeat with her swords. And that's um, I don't think that's Jubilee. Yeah, though. different character. No, 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 absolutely. But I'm just saying that that's. That's Asian. That's like pure anime come real to me, come lifestyle. But to get back to Overwatch, that's kind of how I saw Tracer as being. And the other ones, I don't know. The emojis, I got an upgrade to an emoji with one of the healers, and she's got like 18 arms, and she was like applause, and it's like <laughs> like Bitch. crowd applause. Nikki did get all the good loot boxes, <laughs> yeah, did We she? got a bunch of crap. We got a bunch of spray, whatever the fuck that does. I got, well, I got two sprays. If there was anything that was going to bring me back to an FPS, it was Blizzard. And I, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with this because um, knowing them, they'll they'll have enough other elements and, and different gameplay styles and probably ancillary parts of the game that have nothing to do with the the, the main uh, objectives. But uh, I, I have a feeling I'm going to log a lot of hours on this title. I think it was just a way for Blizzard to put their footprint onto a console rather than just a PC, the PC, and what better way than a first-person shooter when everybody fucking loves those? Certainly I mean, better than Diablo. They, yeah, they absolutely tried, and they kind of they absolutely failed with uh, that one, too. There's miserably. no way to bring those games to the consoles. The only way to put their mark on them is, is FPS. I'm looking forward to it. I had a lot of fun playing it. A lot of good games coming out. Uh, shit, Uncharted 2, or Uncharted 4 launches on Tuesday, so right. really excited about that. And then I guess we... Uh, we should probably finish giving a, a, a little props to our uh, our wonderful comedy host last night. Did you guys have a good time last night? I had a fucking blast. <laughs> yeah, I did. Absolutely. That I show was a little sore this That morning. show was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, uh, we went and saw uh, Kevin Heffernan and Steve Lemmy from Broken Lizard last night. And not only did they put on just an amazing comedy show, they were very warm, welcoming host after the show took pictures with us talked to us for a little bit mm -hmm. seemed like really genuine and down-to-earth people so that was a lot of fun guys thanks for yeah, uh absolutely yeah thanks for letting me tag along for that it was great tag along shit <laughs> that <laughs> was your no idea yeah there was no other person that we'd have with us <laughs> no it was it, it was a blast and it was nice to see uh, it was nice to go out with you guys and uh and have a laugh anyway we're gonna wrap here tonight from the bit cave uh to my left first time and hopefully not the last time here on the Bit Cave, talking shit with us, uh, Nikki Lund, across the table from me, my lifelong best friend, one of my favorite people in the world, Doug Lund. Anyway, this is the first part of Civil War. You got an episode with me and Nikki and Doug, so I brought my A-list team to the table. Tyler will be recording his episode tomorrow with his guests, so we're kind of having a war against each other. Anyway, I know what episode you guys are going to like better. You just listen to it. So from the Bit Cave, I am Eric G. Hollis, and we are out. <laughs> <laughs>